back to Fantasy Insanity. I am your host, John Bosch. Today, I have co-founder of a website and a great podcast that everybody should be listening to if you're not already. She is also a host on SiriusXM Fantasy, Brandon Marianne Lee, joining me of Her Fantasy Football. So, Brandon, thanks for joining me today. Hi, thank you. And you've uh, you've also got something else coming up, correct? Yeah, I'm going to be working with Pro Football Focus uh, in the, the new season coming up here, so I'm very excited about that partnership. That's great. That site is great. That's going to be great to have you on there. It's a great place to go to get plenty of content. So you're spreading more and more throughout the fantasy community. Obviously, in the past, you were working for uh, a daily site. And that's not going to be the case anymore then, correct? Yeah, FanDuel, uh, you know, listen, it's uh, all over the news. There's no reason not to speak about it. But, you know, FanDuel, DraftKings, what have you, they were all having a lot of legislative issues last season. That's when it began. It's still going on now. And uh, so they kind of um, decided to step back from their you know, more editorial opportunities and what have you. So that's fine though. I've learned a lot. It was really great. You know, it's interesting when I took the job, they said, you can't play daily, uh, but you can, you know, have access to the site, things like that, of course, you know, what have you. And uh, it was interesting because all of a sudden there were people that were working for other sites that were playing and it was a little bit confusing. Uh, but the most confusing part happened in the middle of the season when, uh, you know, I'm, I live in New York and uh, we weren't allowed to play FanDuel or DraftKings anymore. And so I couldn't have access to the site. There was no, you know, people think there's some portal or whatever for employees. That was not the case. I just would go to the website and sort like everybody else. Uh, but I couldn't do that. So it was very difficult to do my job for part of the year. And it was uh, an interesting experience. But, you know, I think everyone needs to have one of those jobs. Some people have it like, you know, for their marketing job or what have you, you know, but you have a job where things are really great and just things go crazy. And that's what happened with the daily fantasy sites, right? I mean, just things did not work out the way they thought they did, you know, starting what in October, everything just went, boo, you know? And so I, you know, I was, I was part of history. I was uh, in the moment, if you will, right there, smack dab in there, but it was, it was a great year. I also did FanDuel videos for Roto World and NBC. And um, I also uh, did a radio show on Bleacher Report, uh, they they have a serious XM show as well. And I did that game day radio and I love doing game day radio. Really fun. Uh, just took basically fantasy football questions for the two hours before kickoff. And uh, that was really great. Yeah. I, I think, I think a lot of people get into football now more and more and more just because of the fantasy aspect. So I think the fantasy oh, yeah. coverage of football is way more entertaining and I think it's just going to continue to grow in popularity. I think people are going to tune more into fantasy pregame stuff rather than, regular pregame stuff anymore. What was your relationship with just sports in general growing up as a kid? Off the top, I have little to no athletic ability whatsoever. And everyone else in my family does though. My sisters are great at sports. My my dad uh, went to the Orange Bowl he has an orange bowl ring and, and he played for the university of Colorado. He did not go pro. He is what we call injury prone in the business. And so he had dislocated both of his shoulders as he had two knee surgeries, you name it. Just, he was that guy. And so, uh, since I came from an athletic family, we always watched sports. 
my dad watches all sports. It doesn't matter what's on. I mean, he could have no interest in the team, no interest in the sport. And uh, he'll be like, oh yeah, sure. It's on ESPN. I got it. So, uh, (laughs) you know, we, but the thing we all did every single Sunday was we watched the Denver Broncos. So we are from Colorado and in Denver, women are very into football. I think it's actually regional. I didn't realize that people felt so gendered about football until I left Denver, to be entirely frank. Everyone watched football. It was actually the same way in Nebraska. Everyone was a Cornhusker fan, male, female, didn't matter. And it would be extremely offensive to ask only the men in the room how the Broncos are doing. Because women would be like, excuse me, I'm the one who actually buys our season tickets. And excuse me, I'm the one who told them that Demarius Thomas and his drops is out of control. They need to shift over to Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, they're going to tell you everything. There is no getting around women in Denver and their football. Uh, But what happened is I went to college in Minnesota. I went to the University of Minnesota. I'm a golden gopher, just like Eric Decker. Shout out. He's stalking me, by the way. He went to the Broncos, and now he's in the Jets. So I always say that. It's entirely not true, but call me, Eric. So, uh, and when I went to Minnesota, this was before or right when kind of the red zone and everything was happening. No, not even. No, it was early 2000s. So nothing was going on. I just couldn't see the Broncos. All it was ever on were the Vikings, the Packers. I mean, just over and over again. It was just, it is what it is. Uh, And I missed it. I missed my Broncos, but I wasn't really into football for football's sake uh, because I didn't play fantasy. I didn't know what fantasy was. And I was on a theater forum. You remember forums back in the day. (laughs) And so there's like this uh, board and this guy just randomly posts, hey, does anyone want to be in a fantasy football league with me? And I responded with me. I didn't even know what fantasy football was. I just knew I missed football and fantasy seemed like a nice word. So I was like, great, I'll do it. And so I Googled it. And then I realized it was my dream, you know, because I'm kind of a spreadsheet nerd. I love office supplies. It kind of adhered to all of those little nerdy things that I love in my life. Uh, And so I called my family immediately. I said, why don't we have a fantasy football league? They're like, "I I don't know. And my dad said, well, you know, actually I used to play with paper, you know, like, pen and paper. This is a lot of work, honey. I was like, no, it's on the internet now, dad. This is huge. (laughs) So we, uh, and this was in 2006. I think so. Uh, This is so terrible. I I can't even remember now, but so this was after I'd graduated from college and I'd been missing everything. We started this league. And then I also joined another friend league. So I actually started with three leagues. Most people don't do that. Uh, but I've been in those same three leagues for the last nine, 10 years. And it's fantastic. And, um, yes, I guess nine years. So 2007, 2006. Anyway, see, there you go. That's, that's my life right there. I can't even tell you, but, uh, yeah. And so, uh, I became obsessed really immediately. I immediately knew this is what I wanted to do. Uh, and, uh, you know, my mother actually won our first family league by nice. quite a bit. She, she kind of killed it, but, uh, I won last year. It was my second time winning the family league, but the family league's super competitive and it started yeah, off only are- eight teams. Uh, now it's 10, but I'm telling you go back to those 18 to 18 leagues. I'm, I'm telling you, I know this sounds crazy, but they're competitive in a completely different way because you're all good. Every, so actually, yeah, it's kind of like daily. You mm-hmm. have to play the matchup. 
because the other people have all the all-stars too. So it's actually a very interesting way to play now that I've been in all these, you know, like 12, 14, 16, whatever, 18 team leagues. Um, it's difficult in its own way. As long as everyone's participating, if you have one person that's not, then it's all garbage. But if everyone's participating, it's actually, it's actually a little interesting, but now it's 10 people and it's fun. So, um, yeah, that, that is how I, I started playing fantasy football. I've been addicted ever since. Well, so, so the family league piques my curiosity. So are there stakes involved in this or is this just strictly pride and shame if you lose? Um, can you see the trophy back there? <laughs> that's, that's my, my husband won it last year. So it's still here for him. And then I'll be here all next year too. Uh, nice. So we have a trophy and, um, we used to put in 20 bucks a piece. Now we don't even do that. And then you won $5 if you won a week. And then yeah, yeah the winner won like 300 or something. All right. That math doesn't work. Probably the winner won 50. I mean, it was just very like, basically you washed out at the end of the season. Uh, but yeah, not really. No, it, it's more pride. But let me tell you, and I always, always tell people this, start a family league. Every single holiday, every single time we're all together or on the phone, we bring up football. There's a common conversation and it's a way for us to engage intellectually based on a common thread that's really special. It brought our family closer. Absolutely. Especially again, because I went out of state for college. I have never lived back in Colorado since I was 17. Uh, and yet, I mean, well, certainly now that we have a podcast, <laughs> I, I see my sisters quite a bit uh, on the you know screen, but yeah, I, I think that it's important that families have these things, these activities that you partake in that bring you somewhere else, that take you outside of just your familiar surroundings. And and that's what fantasy football did for us. Yeah, my, my kids are eight, six, and five. And each year right now, we, we just pick teams. We all have the Bengals go on everybody's list. And then everybody picks like three more teams that we're going to root for that year. I, of course, base mine on based on who my fantasy players yeah. are from. <laughs> The kids pick theirs off like the mascots they like and stuff, but uh, and and my wife picks the same ones every year off the because she likes certain players on certain teams. But uh, they're they're getting ready to that point where my oldest is starting to ask questions about do you have players on in this game? She asks me that, and I love it when she asks me that. I can't wait till they get to the point where we can actually compete in a fantasy league oh. with just our family. It's going to be so much fun. It's so much fun. My two nieces love draft day. They know when it's fantasy football draft day. Oh, they get so excited. They get in their Peyton Manning jerseys. But you know what? They actually, they're totally fantasy football kids. So my oldest niece really likes the Jaguars because she likes their, their helmets. Um, but they have a Sammy Watkins touchdown dance. It's based off oh, of nice. coming to America. So they're like, Sammy Watkins. And they like swivel their hips and stuff. And so we got them little Sammy Watkins jerseys. We know nothing about Bill's. Bills has never been part of our life, but that's fantasy football, right? But they know, I mean, every year Scarlett makes the first pick. She always picks Peyton Manning to be on her team and, and they, they color on the draft boards, but they know when mom and dad are cheering for people. And that's the thing too, when you play with your significant other, you're play fighting all the time, basically, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so it's a, it's a lot of fun and the, the kids get involved. They love it. They can't wait. But you know, my sister's already made the rules. She's like, nope, they have to start their own league. Ah. Like, wow, that's hardcore. No, no expansion, huh? <laughs> no expansion for the little ones, I guess. Nope. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I played in a league that I ran. Uh, my wife joined one the first league I ever ran. She joined it, and we played for years and years and years. She ended up stopping a couple years ago because she got too busy with other stuff. But uh, 
That was so much fun. I, I enjoyed that, and she did too. I enjoyed beating her just as much as I enjoyed watching her beat other people. So I always rooted for her, except for that time when we were playing. Then my it was, my then husband it, then it was didn't even her. like football until me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, so like, now, I mean, now he, he loves it. I mean, he loves fantasy, but I was the one who brought him to football. So he just kind of – he was – you know, the first season he was very like aloof about it. He's like, I don't want to do this. This is stupid. But then he started winning and he started getting intrigued. Mm-hmm. And then so the next season he went all in and now he's just a sucker. He's like in four or five leagues. He's good to go. So after you started playing, you know, is, is what you play typically just redraft or do you also play any other types? Obviously you don't, you didn't play DFS in the past as as an employee of it, but well, I played DFS before that, but very lightly. Okay. Uh, I enjoy DFS on a more as an alternative way of playing fantasy football. I, you know, I personally am not exceedingly comfortable with putting in three hundred lineups, but uh, yeah, because financially, I'm just not to be entirely frank. But I do enjoy the game and actually the strategy. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I yep. love it. I think it's a really mm-hmm. fun, fun way to play. It also kind of takes out the things that make regular fantasy or season long fantasy, I should say uh, it takes away those frustrating aspects of it. Like the injuries, the yeah. matchups, you know, do I really have to play Matt Forte if he's going up, you know, against the Jets defense? No, I don't. It's daily, you know, yeah. but if it's my season long, probably, you know, so, my other option is garbage. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I would say we have a, a, a fan duel competition that we do on our Sirius XM show, actually on Sirius XM fantasy sports radio. And it's called diced. Uh, it's a free contest. You win things like socks or nice. like team socks or like a team beach bag or um, a membership to pro football focus or what have you. And uh, it, it's totally free. And basically it's like the, the TV show chopped. Have you ever seen chopped okay. on the food network? Oh. Oh yeah, we're we are big chopped fans in this household. <laughs> yeah, me too. There's a, there's a there's a kids chopped now too that my kids are addicted to. Oh, I saw the kids chopped. That's just crazy. So mm-hmm. you basically we give four basket ingredients for your lineup, and you have to have them in your lineup each week. Huh. So it could be something like you have to have two rookies, or you know all of your running backs have to be from the NFC, or something silly like uh, no one can be named John or. Uh, hey. Antonio. I don't know. You know, we'll just pick two random names or, or whatever yeah. it may be. And what'll happen is that A, it's fun. You know, mm-hmm. it's a fun way to play the game. But B, we have a lot of people that use their, their dice lineup and plug it in other places because it makes you think outside of the general norm, right? Yeah, you're definitely have, have a little contrarian play there just built in. Yeah, yeah, just built into the idea of the game itself. So um, I think that daily fantasy is going to go in that direction. Will there be a lot of a lot more variety than just like plugging in a lot of lineups based off of algorithms? Which, by the way, is fine. It's just not how I particularly like to to play the game. But uh, yeah, you know, I think that that's kind of where it's going to go, and I enjoy that aspect of it. Uh, I have played a lot of like best ball leagues things like that i have yet but i've yet to be on a true dynasty and i want to be on a true dynasty idp league that's like my dream but i'm i'm kind of holding out for the perfect situation because you got to really commit you got to have like a solid group of people that are going to literally show up every single year and even though i'm in three leagues that every single well two of them i think every single person's shown up for the last you know, nine years, we haven't done the dynasty. Everyone still wants to do redraft. So I just, I'm, I'm worried. 
But I mean, I, I've studied it, you know, at this point for my job, I've studied all kinds of fantasy, but yeah. So, I mean, I was in 17 leagues last year. Uh, two were best ball, but it was like calculated by the week. And then you had rankings for the season and it was competition with like millions of other people. But uh, yeah, but I won five of them. So I, I won a third of the ones that were possible to win, if you will. So that's good. So you play in all different kinds of fantasy football, and it sounds like. When, when did you guys, you girls, you girls, not you guys, when did oh, you fine. girls? <laughs> no, I, my, I coach an eight-year-old soccer team for my daughter, and every time I say, come on, guys, they, they all correct me, and they give me a pretty hard time about it. So it's something I'm trying to work on to not say you guys all the time. Um, so when did you ladies – decide to form a website and a podcast how did how did when did, what what made you decide to go to that level well we'd been playing for four or five years at that point and uh we realized that you know we'd been doing all this analysis on our own we'd already been doing like dorky spreadsheets and you know you sending each other research and articles and stuff for years but we were looking at all these sites and these podcasts and stuff and we were like where are the women where are the where are the women? There there are no women here, and this is a fake game. This isn't real football. This is fantasy football. There is no reason, literally zero reason, for women to not be involved with the analysis. And so we're like, you know, well, let's just start a podcast. We'll just see. We completely didn't realize how much work it would be. That it would kind of be its own thing. We didn't realize that we'd be the only podcast of women talking to women about fantasy sports at the time. There are probably some now, but it kind of exploded in a way that we weren't expecting. Um, and weren't prepared for it, to be entirely frank. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, it really came from the place of, you know, well, why not us? You know, because guys put together a podcast all the time. You, you know, you put together a podcast right now. You, you can, anyone can do that. So why hadn't women yet? Ends up there are a lot of complications with all of that. But it was, uh, you know, just basically we wanted to make a podcast. Then when you make a podcast, you have to have a website. Then when you have a website, you have to have content. Then when you have content, you have to have, it, it ended up becoming like a snowball that we didn't realize uh, was happening, but, but it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, we, we like to, I don't know, I guess kind of believe that we're, we've been part of a shift that's been happening about, you know, people respecting women's ability to read and do basic math, because that's really <laughs> what fantasy football is. I'm not quite sure why it's so revolutionary, but uh, yeah, uh, we, we've been a part of that and, and uh, we're proud to do it. Wait, you can read and do math? I know. Wow. So just... we can also watch <laughs> television. Stop yourself. <laughs> oh my, so many, so many good qualities. It's just amazing. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what was the Obviously, I'm being extremely sarcastic. I hope nobody out there listening takes that the wrong way. I'm, I, I asked Brendan to come on here because I can't. We'll, we'll get into some of the other topics in a little bit. But uh, do note, I'm being extremely sarcastic when I say things like that. So um, what was the initial reaction to your podcast? Because obviously, it is unique. It's It's different. It is three sisters talking, you know, how did males and females both react to that? Uh, you know, initially really well, you know, everything uh, went fine. In fact, uh, over 60% of our listeners are men. Uh, a lot of them are men who, who are millennials and realize that like, you know, we're kind of raised on the fact that women can do everything that we can do. It's fine. And so, um, you know, I talk about that a lot. Like, for instance, I was asked about Tampa Bay Red, where they had that website that explained what the, the clock was. And, and it was kind of, you know, people found it degrading. And, you know, there's a fashion section and a cooking section. And uh, 
I said, you know, what's unfortunate about it to me, and, and, and I think this is really where we need to come from as an industry as well, is that uh, you know, uh, men also like cooking and fashion. Like mm-hmm. men all watch Chopped, the Food Network, gender neutral for men and women. It just is, yeah. it's not a big deal. It is what it is. And you know what? If you had to have someone pick out your outfit, you would rather it be Cam Newton than me. <laughs> you know, my gender has nothing to do with who should be dressing you. So I think that what we do is we sell everyone short a little bit. Instead, maybe it should be for new fans. And I I think that the problem is, and and we've run into this too, we're trying to make fantasy football accessible to all people. We're just doing it as women because women weren't doing it. Um, It is not because women can't handle fantasy football at all. Uh, And you know what? Frankly, the men that watch our show, we always hear, they're like, gosh, it's just so nice to hear something different. You know, someone that's outside of the same stuff, you know, all of, you know, everyone is saying the same thing in the same way. And sometimes, you know, also uh, like, why not be funny? And that's also not about us being women. Podcasts should be funny. People should lighten up a little bit. It still is a game. Now I know daily kind of, you know, throws a little ratchet into that because now there's a lot of money on the line for some people, but, um, I still think at the end of the day, we got into this because we love football and we love playing fantasy. And I I think that's what's important. And I think our podcast really embraces that in a very specific way. And maybe it's because we're women. Maybe it's because we're all related, because we're all sisters. Uh, Maybe it's just, you know, the way that the world's going to go with fantasy. I think that we're going to make a return to this is fun. I I think this is the season of this is fun again. Yeah, you guys definitely seem to have fun recording it. Uh, I'm I'm assuming you guys would do that even if it wasn't being broadcast at this point. Now that you've done it, you couldn't go without it. And that fun that you guys have translates and, and does make a very enjoyable podcast to listen to. So I think I think anybody that would be listening to it is going to appreciate that aspect of it. And, and we do a lot of research. Our show notes are like 40 pages long. Oh yeah, the content is definitely there. I mean, I I was I had a conversation with somebody the other day that we were talking about strictly what podcasts do we listen to, and basically we kind of decided entertainment is the most important thing. Then you have to have good information. You have to have both for somebody to continually listen over and over and over. Yeah. But if you're missing if you're missing entertainment, nobody's going to listen to you at all. So if you're not having fun doing it, nobody's going to have fun listening to it. Yeah. So how do you guys, how do you guys walk the line and, and maybe you don't, and it's just naturally comes to you guys this way, but you know, you, you were, like you said, received by the millennial generation. I'm not that unfortunately, no. <laughs> unfortunately I'm a little older than that, but uh, I mean, it doesn't, obviously I, I, I've received your show well, but there are certain people out there who probably don't receive it as well. How do you walk the line to try and get those people interested, but also, you know, say, look, just because I'm a girl, it's not going to matter. Like, you know, how do you, yeah. how do you walk that line? I think you have to let those people go. Okay. Just not I mean, saying, I, don't I care don't, about them. Good. No, I, think, good. I think that if you are, <laughs> if you don't like our podcast because you don't like our podcast, that's fine. If you don't like our podcast because we're women, then you're a lost cause. I'm good. I mean, that's, that's, that's just the, there's, there's no reason to spend time on those people when there are other people out there that are just rearing to go. And again, I, you know, we're women talking to women about fantasy football. There are women that talk to men about fantasy football. There are women that, 
interview players, women that are hosts, but uh, there were no women talking with other women. It's a round table. We all cover the same amount of teams. That's how we split up the work. Uh, we all do our own research. It's its own thing. And uh, there aren't even a lot of male-dominated podcasts that have that kind of format. It's usually like there's a host and then there are people that are uh, you know, doing the analysis. We all do analysis. It's a, it's a very uh, <laughs> forward-looking podcast in general in that way. A lot of people, again, don't operate like that. So that's fine. You don't have to like that format either. There's some people that are like, you know what, I would rather have, you know, the question answer kind of thing uh, instead of us going matchup by matchup and covering everybody in the way that we do. So that would be a, a, a piece of information that would be interesting if someone had that for me. But if it was just like, I don't want to listen to girls talking about football, well, then, then we're just not for you. At some point, you have to say to yourself, we're not for everyone and that's okay. Cause if you are for everyone, you're not for anyone. Mm -hmm. and I, I, I love that answer. Cause I think that's exactly right. Hopefully those people that are out there that act like that, they, they should have no reason to affect you and who cares about them. So you, you did bring up how you guys do your format. It is different. Most podcasts that you listen to, strictly talk about players from, you know, well, these are the tops. These are how we think this player is going to do. I like your all's format. And oh. your last show was actually where you guys split it up. And that's it. The fact that you can put something like that up is very entertaining. So do you want to go just a little bit into detail on how you guys do your formatting of your podcast? Yeah, the off season is a little different, but during the season, um, our idea is to kind of be the one-stop shop for someone who's multitasking. So it's just, you listen to the podcast to get a view of every single matchup that's coming up. We're going to bring up your player somewhere in here. Okay. That's just, it's going to happen. Um, but we draw name or the, the team. So yeah, on our last podcast, we did our, our her fantasy football draft where we pick who we're going to cover for the next season. It's very dramatic because we definitely have favorites at this point. And uh, getting San Francisco with Chip Kelly was by far the like, you know, the poop in your cereal kind of thing, but you know, it happened. It, it, it's, sorry, Ashley. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we, uh, we cover everything that has to do with that team. We are in charge of that team. So it's 11 for two of us. And then one of us gets quote unquote NFL news. It's always Courtney. And that's always just a throwaway. So basically she has 10 teams, but uh, yeah, so, so we do it that way. And um, this, la this last show, we also did the draft orders. So we, we went through each team that way. Um, but yeah, it, it's important to us that we kind of share the load. That, that everything's kind of equal and that we also parcel it in a way that we feel is, is easier to uh, digest and contain for ourselves. Listen, fantasy football season is long <laughs> and it's, it's arduous and it's exhausting. And you, especially around like week 10 to, to 13, you're like, I don't know if I can make it, man. You know, it's just, just so much going on. Your schedule's crazy. You're not getting sleep. It's just, it's constant news, constant activity. And so it's kind of nice when you only have 11 teams to cover on that, you know, in a very detailed way. And that way, too, we can get into the details. We can know more about that team. I think that sometimes when you're covering the whole league in its entirety, you can miss little things. And one of the things that people always come to comment uh, on our podcast is that go, well, you know, gosh, you know, you brought up that guy that no one else brought up, you know, in preseason or in week 10 or, you know, we're able to kind of do that. So, yeah, and it's. 
again, we don't have a host host. Courtney's our host, but we don't have a host that's asking questions and we go back and forth. And uh, that way we can actually concentrate on the information and make our own judgments and our own kind of opinions on it and then go back and forth a little bit. But we really try to get the information out there. Yeah, it, it ends up being really helpful for somebody who is playing and looking for a player that they might not have thought of. If you have to wait, you know, you've got an injured wide receiver and you have to pick somebody up. You're, everybody knows the number one wide receivers on every team. They're going to be on every roster. Mm -hmm. But when you guys do talk about just, you know, a specific matchup that's coming up, you can catch a name that all the, you know, they might have a good little matchup for that week. And that's a player that all of a sudden you can target in your waiver wire and nobody else is going to go after them if they're not hearing about that player. So you do get little things out of it that are, that are different, that are, can be very, very helpful. So I do like that format. Um, oh, good. But, Thank you. It is different. So I, I think it should definitely keep it up. Not that my opinion would matter at all, but <laughs> it's, uh, but, but I, I definitely do like that format. With you guys being the, you know, uh, pioneers in into an all-female uh, podcast about fantasy football, do you guys feel any extra pressure, you know, on you to to be right? Or is it kind of the same mentality of, look, we're just talking to have fun, and if, you, if we're wrong, we're wrong? Or do you feel like, you know, you really have to set yourself apart? Uh, probably a little bit of both. I mean, all fantasy football is uh, predictive analysis, so it cannot be correct all the time. It doesn't matter who you are, including pro football focus. You know, uh, yeah, it, you can have all the analytics in the world. Which, by the way, we are we love analytics. We use spreadsheets. We love all of this. You know, that's that's our life. Um, but things happen. Someone breaks a leg. Something happens. You just, you can't beat yourself up over that. But yeah, when I'm watching football on Sunday, do I get nervous about a guy who's really stinking it up, who I said would do well? Yeah, I get nervous about him. You know, I, you know but I, then once I realized that Evan Silva said the same thing, mm -hmm. I feel a little bit better. You know, you, you kind of, you have to go back and forth. And sometimes, you know, we'll do our show on Wednesday night. I'll wake up Thursday and there'll be an article and it said exactly what we just said on our show. And that comforts me, you know, I'm, I'm like, okay, yes, same page, but you know, we're also different. We were the only people that told, uh, the general public to stay away from Johnny Manziel when he was coming in as a starter two years ago and everyone was freaking out and they were like, you got to start him. He's great. And I think it was week 14. It was like right before it was like going into the championship or right going into playoffs. And I said, I'm not going to base my fantasy, uh, life on this guy who had one fumble and a rushing touchdown in preseason months later. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. This is insane. This guy doesn't have it. So what happens? He goes out there and has one of the worst performances ever for a quarterback. <laughs> I remember, I think he scored like one point. It was insane. It was the craziest, worst thing ever. And it was funny. So people like, Oh, how did you know that? I was like, you guys, it was right there. I don't understand. I mean, in all of us, everyone, we were also the only show that said we wouldn't talk about him at all because he wasn't a starter. We're not talking about the other backup quarterbacks. We're not going to talk about Johnny Menzel. Sorry. That's another podcast. So we do also make very assertive things that, that you know, we, you know, and, and maybe that wouldn't have worked out. You know, he could have scored 40 points, but you got to stick by your guns too. And, and as long as you have statistical data to back it up, then you made the right choice. That's, that's my opinion. Yeah, he, he's just bad. And if he ever, I'm, I'm very curious what the reaction to him would be if he ever were to come back 
at all. I mean, not just like the reaction of like an individual person wanting to take him or something. I'm talking like how much coverage would that get if he signed with a team? Could you imagine? I mean, the, the Tebow, the Tebow uh, circus was crazy. I can't imagine a team even considering ever signing him again. He's an well, idiot. He took away a woman's hearing, so hopefully that doesn't happen. <laughs> I, I can't imagine it ever would. Uh, that's, that's the next question. How do, you, how do you approach players that have done things that are obviously terrible, whether convicted or not, <clears throat> Ben Roethlisberger? You know, how do you approach a player like that from a fantasy aspect and then also on your show? Well, we're all different just like men. So I personally don't draft people that I don't care for in general. Uh, and by the way, I've never had a problem with that. And, and, and by the way, when you say these things, it's like if someone that I don't want to draft is in the first round, which by the way, we all have people we don't want to draft for a variety of reasons. It could be because they're injury prone. It could be because um, we think they're overrated or what have you. We have people that we avoid. And so I, you know, it's not like if I don't draft I'm going to use Antonio Brown, who is obviously a great guy. But let's say I really am against Antonio Brown for whatever reason. I am not. I love Antonio Brown. <laughs> but let's say I'm against him. It's not like I'm going to draft Stefan Diggs instead of Antonio Brown. No, I'm going to draft Odell Beckham. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, there are always people that are equivalent that are okay. So for me, I don't feel bad. When it comes to my analysis, I analyze everyone the same. So I personally may not want to play a player, but my job is to tell you whether or not they're going to do well in football that day. I do make uh, public statements about players. You know, I was very public about the Ray Rice situation prior to the video coming out. In fact, we got interviewed after the fact. People were like, wow, you were one of the only people that said something. I was like, well, because when a woman gets knocked out in an elevator, I don't need a video to know what that looks like. Yeah. I think it's really sad that other people did. Yeah. He, he is a dirtbag. <laughs> Well, but he may, he may not be. Maybe this was one incident. Yeah. What I'm saying is if someone knocks out someone in an elevator, I know that's a bad situation. And I didn't need to see it to know that. And I knew that he should have been suspended a lot longer prior to the video being out. But, you know, it's interesting because my sister Courtney doesn't care at all. You could kill someone. You're number one. You're number one. Let's do this. She does not care at all. And then Ashley's somewhere in the middle troll. Uh, and that's, I think, how it is for men, too. There are a lot of men that aren't going to draft people that they find um, less than favorable. And there are men that, you know, again, oh, I saw you murder someone. Still don't care. Women are just like men and the fact that we're all different. It's 50% of the population. And I always say this. I'm like, you know, whenever people say, how do we reach women? I'm like, that's impossible. It's 50% of the population that we, you know, and people always say, oh, her fantasy football. So you're representing women. I'm like, no, it's that we're women. Her is us. We are the her. It is not um, her umbrella, everybody. Um, and that is, you know, oftentimes a misconception. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, but I was in uh, two leagues that banned Ray Rice for the whole season before he was banned by Roger Goodell. And I was the only woman in both leagues. Nice. The men had made that decision. So, I think that it's not really as much gender as it is about the particular person in the situation. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, does her fantasy football uh, stand against domestic violence? Yes. In general, we do. You know, I mean, there are, yeah, sure. But I, I shouldn't, don't think shouldn't there's anybody that's, I, mean, yeah, I don't think yeah. there's anybody that stands in support of domestic violence. A lot. Well, listen, you know, I've been on Twitter, who knows? Well, but, 
Yeah, I would say that, yeah, we need to kind of restructure that conversation. We should all be concerned about these things. Um, But yeah, I think that part of the reason why we think it's important to have a female voice there is because representation does matter. And just having someone in the room who has a different perspective is important. Although I don't know what the other perspective on domestic violence would be. But, you know, it's important uh, that we all kind of get on board. Yeah, I I agree with that 100%. Like I said, I, 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 the, the support, I mean, there, you're right. We're going to talk about Twitter here in, in just a little <laughs> bit. And that's, that is a whole different animal. You, you did say earlier that it has gotten a little bit better as you have played in fantasy football and you have played in leagues, like you just mentioned, where you're the only female. Have you ever, you know, tried to join a league where somebody said, sorry, you're a girl, girls can't come in this camp? No, but okay. I dare someone to say that. That's funny. That's so <laughs> <Yeah>. dumb. But there are people out there that do actually, unfortunately, have that belief. And yeah. I think at this point, you know, what, at this point, I turn down leagues. You know, I mean, people yeah. are, you know, like, can you do this? Can you do this? And it's just like, God, I can't, you know, I can't possibly do another thing here. But uh, yeah. so, I don't know why anyone would do that. You know, I. I I, you um, know, if a woman wants to play fantasy, what, what difference does it make? Also, I, my name's Brandon, so they might think I'm a guy. It's <laughs> fine. I saw that you had Jody on there earlier, and I was, and Jody and I always laugh about how we should switch names. Oh, because Jody. For media purposes. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. But uh, yeah. with your name, obviously, your name is Brandon. Uh, as yeah. you were getting into the fantasy industry, was that a misconception from time to time? Did that ever occur? Yeah. Oh, it's a misconception on the daily. I mean, every single day something is messed up because of my name. But um, yeah, yeah. But then it, it's interesting. Once I, I don't know why, but it seems like once you meet me, people are like, oh, yeah, now Brand's a girl's name. And just kind of stop. So it, you know, it's always weird meeting people, but then we move on and it's fine. And then your your sister's names, Ashley and Courtney, which those are typically female now, but there are certainly males in the world with that name as well. Yeah, that's what my mom always says. She's like, they're all the same. I'm like, not really. <laughs> One of them is different. And uh, <laughs> yeah, but she's like, no, they're all old English boy names. I'm like, technically true, mom, but not anymore. And you know it, and I know it. You know, you're all born in the 80s, and those names are popular. So Brandon's not sweeping the nation, but... It is my name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I think it works. And your middle name is spelled correctly. I will say that. So that's a shout out to my mother who her name is Marianne and she spells it correctly. So good, good job to your parents for spelling Marianne the right way. They didn't give me that middle name. Oh, they didn't? Well, actually, so my maiden name is Williams. Okay. And uh, my birth name was Brandon Mary Lee Williams, M-A-R-I-L-E-E. But then I married a man with the last name Lee. Oh, and I didn't want to be Brandon Mary Lee Lee. <laughs> and I needed to have a female middle name because of Brandon. So yeah. I had to change it to Brandon Mary Ann Lee. And um, yeah, and, and the reason why I changed my last name, I, I probably wouldn't have changed my last name if I didn't have the first name Brandon, but because I have so many problems with like health insurance, uh, credit cards, what have you, because of my name, like all the time. I get declined from things all the time and I'll call and they'll say, I'm sorry, you can't 
close your boyfriend's credit card one time when I had my wallet stolen. I mean, it's insane what happened to my name. So what happened is I decided I didn't want to complicate my husband's life by us having two different names or like if I had kids, like having to deal with that, you know, your name's Brandon and these are your kids, please. And so I just said, I'm changing it. I, I wanted one to be simpler in my life so uh but yes but marianne the way i spell it is the way my mother would have spelled it so so we're good well that is it is the right way so for, for those who, who aren't aware you should be but it's m-a-r-i-a-n-n-e so that, that is the right way to spell marianne um <laughs> i want to thank robert marino for submitting the podcast review for this episode he is at Chub Chub McGrub on Twitter. Uh, he's also recently written an article that was published on commishtalk.com. <laughs> I would describe it, but it's very complicated. It's better to just read it. It's got some very interesting scoring options. So I highly recommend you go to commishtalk.com, look up Robert Marino's article on uh, scoring. There's some interesting options. He's also got a great podcast review here. So thank you very much, Robert, for contributing. For anyone else that would like to contribute a podcast review or anything else to this show, feel free to. You can, you know, let me know on Twitter. I am at EmpireFFL. Send me a message saying you want to do it or just email it to me. It's fantasyinsanitypod at gmail.com. Thanks a lot. I'd like to share with everyone the podcast that I've been listening to the longest, which is the Fantasy Football Fire, hosted by the guys over at pyromaniac.com. You can find Pyromaniac on Facebook and Twitter. Their Twitter handle is at P-Y-R-O-M-A-N, the number one, A-C. They produce two quality podcasts a week. One of them is Quick and to the Point, hosted by Pyromaniac Mo, who can also be found on Twitter, at Pyromaniac Mo. This offseason, he's interviewed Matthew Berry, Matt Harmon, and many others. During the regular season, he'll go ahead and cover your weekly start, sit, and listener questions. The Pyro Heavy podcast, which is the longer of the two and has been around since 2011, is a great source of information that you don't hear anywhere else on players, coaches, and team strategies, strength of schedule, sleepers and busts, and they even air at least two full live mock drafts a year. Player discussion is primarily geared towards redraft, but they do talk about keeper and dynasty values as well as DFS. On top of fantasy football, the hosts of the Fantasy Football Fire feature a weekly musical artist or group, a weekly movie with sound bites, and a mention of the brews that they've been drinking. I highly recommend this fun-loving group of guys looking to make an impact on both the fantasy football industry and on their listeners. It's time to jump into the fantasy football fire. To get a direct link to their podcast, you can visit their website, www.pyromaniac.com. We, we've mentioned it a little bit, and now we'll get into it a little bit further. The reaction that you do get I'm sure sometimes is not always pleasant because you are a female voice in in fantasy football, which some men I think should only be dominated by men and only want to hear men's voices. Uh, is that still out there? Does that exist? Unfortunately, still. Uh yes. Uh, smaller quantities than you'd think, at least uh, for me. I should say. Listen, I am a very G-list 
type of person, you know, I, I don't, I mean, I'm nowhere near like the Sarah Spains of the world or, you know, Aaron Andrews, certainly anything like that. I'm sure what they experience is incredibly different from what I experience. Overall, I have a pretty decent experience on Twitter. I do, when I started this, I said, I'm never going to block anyone. And I changed that rule. So, so I do block people for my own sanity so that Twitter's a nice place for me. I don't block many people. I've, I've maybe blocked 10 maybe in the four years or whatever that I've had a Twitter account. Um, the people I block are people that send me a picture of their junk. And uh, if they call me a swear word or a slur, that's it. it um, so, and maybe, maybe 10 people total have fallen into those two categories. And I don't feel bad about that. You know, I, I think that that's the way that you kind of keep some of that at bay. I know that there have been uh, some not nice comments at certain times for different things, and you can't make all the people happy all the time, and certainly I'm not perfect. Um, but overall, I would say that people are pretty positive or neutral about what we do. You know, we're not, you know, we're women in our 30s that aren't models that just really love football. And people usually find that pretty cool. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate that, and by the way, I think that women can be, you know, whatever they want to be. You know, I think it's unfortunate that the women that are models are treated differently or the women that um, are young, especially, you know, I always say, man, if, I think if I was in my twenties and single, I'm not quite sure I would stay in this industry because I think it would be crazy. Whereas I kind of, I always talk about my husband. I don't really, you know, I mean, I care about what I look like, but I'm, I don't care if you think that I look good or not. I don't, you know, it's just, it's like, as in the proverbial you, not you personally, but oh I just, <laughs> I think that people get that. And so, were kind of ignored. Uh, a friend of mine said that I was kind of like the Samantha B of fantasy football. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, kind of, you know, I was like, yeah, it's just like, it's just not about that. It never has been. It is what it is. And, but you know, this industry puts a lot of pressure on women in the way that they look. And I was just looking over my videos from last year and things. And, and I was hard on myself, you know, looking over everything and it is intense. It is different. Um, and I, I had a friend who's like, well, you know, no one really cares. You know, I was like, no, because I have to put in this effort so that no one does make a comment about it. Like the success mm -hmm. is just not having comments about the way I look at all, but I have to put in a certain amount of effort to get that success as in neutral. So, you know, it's a, because someone's going to say, oh, are you tired today or something that's wrong? Why does she look so disheveled or something like that? Whereas like dudes can show up in like a t-shirt, their hair all over the place and no one cares. No one cares. It's just, it's, there, there will never be a comment. But if I have a weird hair out of place, someone's going to be like, oh my gosh, what happened? So there is a difference, but I think overall, uh, I've made Twitter the place that I want it to be. And, um, I'm lucky I'm not famous, so I don't have those problems. <laughs> I guess, is, would people say that I'm lucky I'm not famous? Like, <laughs> I'm lucky I don't have money and I'm not famous. Because if so, uh, no. But I, I think that the online harassment of women in sports is disturbing and disgusting. And uh, we certainly get 
more than the men do. And there's, there's no getting around that. Um, but I, I also don't want to make it sound like a place where other women wouldn't want to be because I want more women to be there. Mm -hmm. And the, the blocking option, as long as you can continue to, to do that, that's, that's a great way to keep it out of there. You know, hopefully people just, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand the mentality of attacking online male or female. It, it doesn't make sense. It's, you know, whoever you're going after, I might rip some of my friends, but that's on a personal level. I don't, I don't mind that. The general, the yeah. general attack is just, just. I think a lot of men are getting attacked online in our community based on how much money people are putting into things. Yeah. So I think things are getting much more intense in general in our industry. And I, I don't know. So I, I would like to say that in general fantasy football on Twitter has just been intense in general lately, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I find it fun and entertaining. That's the only reason I am involved in fantasy football Twitter. Yeah. And if it's not, not something that entertains me, I'm just going to move on. And if it's something that, if it's something that enrages me, unfortunately I might notice it and it's going to make me mad for a while, but I tried to, I try not to go back to it. Um, the one thing that I did recently see was the, the mean tweets video. And that one, I, have you seen that? That's, I mean, that, that is just disturbing. So, well, and that's what I would say is, so these men in fantasy football, um, or some men in fantasy football, because I want to make sure that it's men and women get attacked for, you know, making the wrong pick or things like that. And that's, that's if I make the wrong pick, it's about how they hope I'm barren and can't have children. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, people will go crazy, you know, or uh, all of a sudden it'll be about how I look, my reproductive organs, my, uh, uh, yeah, domestic situation. The attacks are so pointed. And I think that's what Mean Tweets pointed out is that it's one thing for Kobe Bryant, he's a bad example, but let's say um, Steph Curry reading out a, a mean tweet that someone wrote about him. And usually it's something that is just dumb. When a mean tweet is written about a woman, it's almost always a threat. Mm -hmm. Something that, that would be about physically harming her. And that is the problem with Twitter for women and specifically women in sports is that when we are attacked, it's so vicious. And here's the other problem. You know, the Supreme Court has ruled that we're not really protected. You know, if we think that someone's going to actually do us harm, we have to go through hoops and hoops and hoops to prove that this person could do something. Um, and we're living in a world where people can get your address. They would find out where you live. And if someone says, I want to, I mean, someone on our YouTube page said that they wanted to kill us and then F our corpses what? until we disintegrated into da, 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 da. I mean, just like insanity. And maybe, that, you know, I just that, said it wasn't a, too bad. I, and now I, you're I, like, I, what that's the? Not a, that's not a bad word for, that's, that's the bad word of insanity. <laughs> just, just note, that's not the insanity I'm trying to bring to this world in fantasy yeah. football. <laughs> that's the opposite. So, yeah. So, I mean, maybe, just, maybe it's like a really sad thing that I, I almost don't even flinch at that. I'm like, yeah, it's part of people being crazy. I, you know, it's, but who is this guy? We don't know. Yeah, it's one thing to attack somebody that they suck at making picks. I don't think anybody's even going to – people are going to expect that, one, yeah. if they suck at making picks, that's going to come. But when you take it to that next level of a, 
of like you said, you know, making it a gender attack. The guys aren't going to hit. Well, maybe they, maybe some guys get that threat as well, but majority of those threats are going to be directed only at females. Right. And that's the difference, right? It's not necessarily that we have more haters or that all these people are crazy, but the ones that are crazy are disturbing to a whole nother level. And, um, yeah, so that, that I think would be, I guess the big differential there, you know, it just, uh, it's part of the territory. I mean, uh, speaking of Samantha B, she was interviewed on NPR and she talked about that just that like, that's part of being in the media now and part of being a woman. And that's sad. And yet something that you're just like, Oh, well, there you go. They're the haters. I mean, they're, they're coming and they're coming in with, I'm going to kill you and do this to your corpse. And you know, and then if you complain about it, it's like, well, you, you put yourself out there. It's like, I talk about fantasy football, <laughs> you know what I mean? I put, yeah. I guess I put myself out there. I, what? Oh, okay. Well then carte blanche. You can do whatever you want. I guess yeah. you can just say whatever you want because you know, gee, far be it for me to, to talk about something, you know, online, like everyone else. It's just, yeah. it's unfortunate. One nice thing about the reaction to that is usually that, you know, that voice is a singular voice. Usually the voices in support that ended up, at least from what I've seen when I have seen, you know, this interaction occasionally, the voices in support just shut down that crazy person's voice seemingly quickly, at least if it's done in a public space like Twitter where everybody sees this and everybody just tends to pile on that person and tends to shut them down, at least from what I've seen. Yeah, and I would also say that what was interesting about the Mean Tweets video is that it's very different to say it online versus having to say it in someone's face. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then you go, oh, geez. You know, you just can't even say the words. I mean, I'm not entirely convinced that those, all of those men hadn't said something similar online at a different point, but saying it in person is just a completely different thing. And um, uh, that's kind of what the internet has done, right? It's taken away that human to human connection that has kind of created a filter and not because it's PC or, you know, don't tell me what I can or cannot say. It's just, that's another human being. Don't be a jerk. That, that used to be a thing. So, yeah. I mean, I'd like to get back to that, you know? Yeah, yeah we'll that, that would be nice. I, I think there are still some people out there who might even do that in a personal level. And I think the reaction would then be the same if they were in a group. And That's true. I think everybody would turn, people would just turn their heads and be like, wait, no, what? What did you just say to that person? <laughs> like, so unfortunately, it, it does happen. People help it stop. If, if you see something like this, be yeah. part of the solution and just let, let others know, look, that's not acceptable. It's not funny. It's not enjoyable by anybody. It, it doesn't do anything to make the community grow. That's, I mean, that's what my podcast is about. It's trying to get this fantasy community to grow even more and more and more and just continue to take it to different levels. So I think we've touched on, oh, you've also got, I, I do want to touch on, you've got a group that you're forming that will be a nice safe place yeah so we are going to experiment this season with a facebook group so we always get asked about doing um football leagues with all women none of us have actually been in a football league with all women um i'm I'm sure they're lovely but we might start one this year but more importantly we decided that we wanted to start a facebook group that will just be women it'll be uh, by invite or suggestion only and then we approve them uh and uh it's going to be a safe place just 
I would say one of the bigger issues that we have heard when our listeners call us or email us or what have you is that they're embarrassed to ask questions online because they don't want it to be um, a dumb question by a woman right? These are, this is a two-parter and we want there to be a safe space where someone can be like, Hey, um, uh, what does PAT mean? Now that, you know, I mean, not that women don't know that a lot of men, by the way, don't know what abbreviations are. Let's be honest, but we want a safe place where men don't pile on because what happens is that even sometimes on Twitter, people ask us questions like, should I start again? I'm just going to use Antonio Brown or Odell Beckham Jr. The answer is you start both, but yeah. let's say that's the question. How did you manage to get both those players on your team? <laughs> you were playing by yourself in, in this like fantasy land of, no, but I mean, let's say it's a daily question. Let's say it's a yeah. daily question. Yeah. That is a question that oftentimes we get is these stud receivers, um, which by the way, every single week, but one had the top four wide receivers in it for FanDuel for the top winner. So that was Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham Jr. Every single week, one of them was in the perfect life. So uh, anyway, what I was going to say is we felt like when we got asked these questions, like, should we do this or this? We would answer. But some guy would always hijack the question. One or many would be like, oh, you should do this. You should do that. And then tell them why. I'm like, they asked us. Mm-hmm. Why are why are you doing this? Or if a, a woman comes in and says, "Hey, you know what about let's oh, well, uh, here here's an interesting thing uh, a goal line carry." There actually is no specific measurement for that, no. by the way. So and whenever people say this is a goal line carry, you know, and and we've had many people, men and women, say, "Well, what does that mean exactly?" I'm like, "Well, it depends on the website. For some of them, it's two yards out. Some of it's five. Some of it's one." Um, it's a, it's a nutty kind of non stat stat, right? Cause everyone talks about the goal line carries, but there, there is no like specific definition at this, at this particular. Sure. I've, I've never even thought about, I mean, I, I, I think about goal line carries all the time. I've never considered, I always just assume like anything inside five yards, but yeah, there's probably a lot of, a lot of sites that only credit if you get it within two yards or closer. Huh. Yeah. And so, and it, and it most like if you're doing, looking at their log, the goal line isn't necessarily in their log. And so um, people will ask that. And then like guys will come and be like, oh, you idiot, it's this. And then they're not even necessarily right, right? I just told you there's no you know, clear definition. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we want to just create a space where people can ask questions, ask each other questions. Because the other thing too is that a lot of times um, when we talk to women that specifically play fantasy football and we've done surveys and things with our listeners, uh, a lot of them want to collaborate. They want to talk. They want to, you know, that's part of the reason why they like our show or they want to, you know, get, you know, send us emails and ask us detailed questions about their league and things like that. Uh, so we want to kind of create a space like that. And and not that all men are bad. Men are great. Men are wonderful. But it's also good to just have a specific space where, you know, people can, you know, get support and ask questions and do whatever. And again, have the experts in there. There are tons of women that are fantastic at fantasy football and we want them to be in this Facebook group and to talk about their successes so we can cheer them on. Uh, you know, brag a little bit, put it out there. Some people don't want to put it out there on Twitter because it is a weird place. Mm-hmm. A private Facebook group, I think people can be celebrated and, and uh, you know, man, there are some really great fantasy football players out there and we're really excited to get them involved. So how do how will females go about joining that group? Uh, well, we're going to have a link on our website 
a link on our Twitter handle. And uh, once you ask to join, we just, we approve you and then, and then you're in it. There you go. Until you, unless you act like a jerk, we always remove jerks. Women can be jerks too, by the way, that's gender neutral. <laughs> there, there are jerks everywhere. Yeah, that, that is true. Um, <laughs> so, um, and if you're a jerk, male or female, we're going to ask you to leave the group. We want this group to be fun and yeah. uh, supportive. You know, we are women who support women and stop. Like, you know, that's the other thing too. You know, I, you know, we know that, that being a woman in media is really hard. We don't talk bad about other women and we don't bash them. We don't have any interest in that kind of, you know, conversation. And we don't have interest in having people in the group or, you know, support us that don't support women. If you, if you don't, that's fine. I, but again, we're just not the show for you or not the site for you. And that's fine. Uh, that is great. So I always end with some out of the league questions, just kind of random things, not always football centric. So in fantasy football still, how do you go about picking team names and do you have any good ones? I am the resistance. And uh, I use Coco Chanel smoking a cigarette as my logo. So, so you are a one team, one team name in every single league. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, sometimes sometimes I'll change it if there's like a theme. I don't love that though. But uh, I kind of use the entrepreneurial woman smoking a cigarette logo and go with it. <laughs> I I think that's a a fitting description right there. So. <laughs> I, I think it works out. I've, I've got one of the females in my league. She, I'll, I'll give her a shout, Anjali. She, she has always gone by the name Victorious Secret, and I, I think it is oh, just, cool. it is spot on, and it's, it's, that's a team name that no male could ever, could ever use. Oh, I think you'd be surprised. You know, well, that's true. <laughs> but uh, it, I, when she came up with that and submitted it, I thought, oh, that is so clever. So, what is your favorite TV show? Right now, that's still on television, uh, is actually Jane the Virgin. It's really good. It's really, really good. It's very, very clever. Uh, but I would say, you know, of all time was Breaking Bad. And I know that's not creative, but it was the best. So it is what it is. It really was good. Jane the Virgin. Is that a, is that a CW show? Yeah, but it's okay. better than that, though. It's, it's really interesting. A lot of really good writers on there. It's, a, it's kind of a spoof of telenovelas. And um, it's also very poignant. One of the most... Uh, it's so well written that anyone can watch it. My husband watches it with me. He loves it. So it's, it's not, um, it's not cheesy, but it's self-aware <laughs> and like fun, like, and touching. It's a, it's a great show. I, I can't say enough about it. Jane, the Virgin, check it out. I know it's CW. I would never watch something on the CW either, but she won a golden globe. That's how I got into it. I wanted to see it. Uh, I used to be an, a professional actor for years in Minneapolis. So I'm SAG AFTRA and things like that. So I get to vote on the SAG awards. She was nominated for an award and I just got hooked on the show. Totally hooked. Love it. I might have to give it a shot. I've got nothing against the CW. I've, uh, the Smallville was one of my favorites of all time, but that's because I'm a Superman dork. So who's your favorite football player? Regular reality football player. Of all time or playing right now? Oh, current, current, current. Hmm. This is the problem for fantasy, fantasy folks. We, we all just start <laughs> liking team players from fantasy perspectives. 
You know, I'm going to say overall and fantasy. I am a Matt Forte believer. I love the guy. I was one of the only people that drafted him last year. I felt great about it when he played. When he didn't play, he was, you know, he wasn't playing. So it is what it is. But uh, I think Wait, he's just... Aren't you a Jets fan? Or you're a, Bron or a Broncos, I'm a Broncos fan, but Jets second, yes, Jets yes. Second. So I'm excited about him being there. He's also a good locker room guy. He's super smart. He's fun. I mean, I, I just enjoy everything about him. I love that he's a pass-catching back. He can do anything. Um, I think he's he's underrated for the skill set that he he brought to the league in his his rather illustrious career. And I know he's it's the sun is setting, but uh, mm -hmm. I can't give him enough props for everything that he did. He's won me many a championship. Thank you, Matt Forte. I hope he's got at least one from per, for my personal perspective. I hope he's got at least one year left. But uh, <laughs> what would you what would you do if he were traded to the 49ers? Oh, well, I would say, oh, it was a really nice career. And then I'd move on with my life. I, I, you know, I, the 49ers really distress me in general. So, um, yeah, I, you know, John Elway could be on the 49ers from his heyday, and I'd be like, I can't touch him. So <laughs> it's just the way it is. So players that are jerks and 49ers, not going to be rostered by you. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, you know, I don't know how you can draft a 49er and enjoy fantasy football. It just doesn't work together. So, sorry. Like three years ago, I think Colin Kaepernick had a good half a season and everybody loved him. And I think that might have been the last relevant one. Is that three seasons ago? I don't know. They all blur together. I have to say, though, Colin Kaepernick and Joe Flacco, and, and go back and look at it, not guys that you wanted in fantasy, don't get me wrong, but – they were good against bad defenses. They were very, very predictable. And one of the things that drives me crazy about Ryan Tannehill and why he's my least favorite fantasy quarterback of all time is that he will do poorly against poor defenses. Terrible. Every week that you say he's a must play, he gets you like five points. He's horrible, horrible, horrible. So, and then he'll, he'll blow up. He'll have like a 400-yard game against the Jets or something, you know, like a team that, that should be shutting him down. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I, I, yes, but the 49ers at this point, no go. Sorry. <laughs> my, my right. Ryan Tannehill uh, hate tangent just came out. It's a prerequisite. That's all right. That's, that's always allowed. That's the kind of analysis you're going to get folks. That's right. If you tune in to her <laughs> fantasy football. So you, you will know better than to take Ryan Tannehill. If, yeah, that's if, right. If right. So. Well, Brandon, I, I really do appreciate you joining me. I, I thank you very much. This is an issue in the fantasy football community, unfortunately, a little bit still. I hope it goes away completely to the point where a show like this is not even relevant anymore, where, where you don't have to go on a show to talk about females in fantasy football because it's not anything out of the norm. It is just a standard. So I appreciate you. Have you have you gotten to the point yet where you're tired of having to uh, champion, you know, females in fantasy football yet? <laughs> now that now that the, now, now that I've finished my show and I've gotten the interview, <laughs> are you tired of doing these interviews yet? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say uh, no. I mean, I I think that you know this is the reason we started our show, right? We started our show because women weren't involved. Now women are getting more involved, so it's less necessary. But at the same time, I mean, listen, Catherine Smith, you know, becoming part of the Buffalo Bills organization was still news. It was like, whoa, 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 what's going on? Uh, 
but because of her, we're moving forward. You know, every, every step is a move forward. And, and, um, I think that, I think the only thing that I want to stress over and over and over again is that there is no women, you know, you don't speak to women. You can speak to a woman. Uh, you cannot alienate women, which was actually my whole point with like the, I, know, I talked to several people about how fantasy sports sometimes markets itself against women, like the nagging wife or, you know, all the guys playing fantasy or, you know, he's playing fantasy. She's telling him to get off the, the phone, whatever. Um, they've changed that a lot, you know, over the last few years. And again, I mean, you know, we're glad to be part of the wave that's happening right now. And, um, you know, it's only going to get better. I really believe that. So you just gotta stay positive. Yeah, I, I think it will. I appreciate the work you're doing so that when my daughters <laughs> get to the age that they really start getting into fantasy football, that I, I don't, I, I can't imagine them ever facing discrimination in it. It's not something I, I, w I wouldn't be able to stand for. It. And they are definitely being raised to not stand for any of that kind of crap. So <laughs> yeah. My hope is they never have to deal with it because if they do, I fear for the person that is dishing it to them. There's no way around that. They're young enough that I can, I can see their future is going to be challenging if somebody challenges them because <laughs> yeah. they won't stand for it. They won't hold back. And that is exactly what I would want from them. So hopefully it'll never happen. Hopefully people like you continue to make it easier for all females. So I appreciate your time. I appreciate you sharing your story again. And, you know, every time I hear you on any podcast talking about it, I, I, I like hearing it. I, I hope it keeps reaching more and more people and people realize they're, you know, people are people. It doesn't matter who they are. Everybody should just enjoy playing this this crazy stupid game that we all love so much it's not important it doesn't matter who's playing who you're playing against everybody should just be having fun if it's not fun then there's just no point to it so brandon thank you for joining me today uh people can interact with you at um i i can't think of your actual handle oh brandon, brandon. her ffb yeah he's brandon her brandon okay <laughs> And then uh, your show, that's at her fantasy football or at her FF. What's that handle? I don't know. I don't have handles anymore. I just know names now. I know. It's at her fantasy FB. At her fantasy FB. Once you once you get once you've already clicked follow on everybody, it's so much easier. But seeking somebody out that you've not followed yet, I'm I have I still struggle with that. So I've got to no. start remembering handles instead of just names when I'm doing this. That's my amateurism shining through in my preparation. No, and congratulations to you. It takes a lot of guts to do something like this. You know, we know for firsthand for male, female, whatever, putting yourself out there, creating a podcast, doing your thing. It takes guts. I, I appreciate that. I, to me, I was just like, I don't know. I, I talk to people about this stuff all the time. Why, you know, and other people will be witnessing a conversation. You know, if I'm talking directly with one person, I, other people will be listening and I, finally realized maybe I could just record this and share this kind of stuff. I don't talk player rankings because I don't know them. <laughs> I listen to people like you for, for that kind of information. I, I set my lineup based on what I listen to and what I read, but I don't have the time to do the research to come up with that basis. So, but I figured I, maybe I could do it this way. And I, I didn't think it was that crazy. My wife told me the same thing. She's like, I can't believe that you, you do that. And like, people are just going to be listening to you. Like, doesn't that make you nervous? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm maybe, I don't think people are going to be listening to me, 
but I mean, people have started to listen, which is great. So <laughs> I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, you guys obviously have become way successful. The other day I signed in, I do mine on blog talk radio as well. And I went to go sign in and there was your podcast right on the homepage as uh, you know, like the recommended one of the day. So, Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, congratulations to you. So thanks for joining me. Interact with, you can interact with me as well. Um, I am at Empire FFL. If you've got suggestions for a future podcast that you want to hear a story of a league or a story of a guest that, you know, is doing something unique in fantasy football, please let me know. I, I am open to anything. I will try and reach out to everybody. I didn't know that I'd be able to get Brandon Marianne Lee to come on and talk about fantasy football, but she was kind enough to join me. So people seem to be open to this. I appreciate it. So if you've got any ideas for me, let me know. Thank you, Brandon, for joining me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a great day.